What's up, world? I'm Cameron McKinney, and this is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about the movie Ferrari. Here's a quick synopsis. In 1957, racing tycoon Enzo Ferrari is in financial turmoil whilst his marriage is falling apart. The film stars Adam Driver, Penelope Cruz, Shailene Woodley, Patrick Dempsey, Jack O'Connell, and Gabriel Leone. Standout performances. Adam Driver has yet again worked with another all-time director, this time Michael Mann, and he's brilliant as Enzo Ferrari. He is a powerful presence, and interestingly enough, he wasn't the first actor attached to play the role, the others being Hugh Jackman and Christian Bale. Ultimately, things worked out. Driver is truly an old-school leading man. He is the anchor of every movie he's in, and you believe him in every single scenario he's put in. I personally have loved the career choices that Driver has made, but one has to wonder if it's time for him to be in a hit movie. He's become super well-known for the Star Wars movies, and House of Gucci made a decent amount, but he's also been in really good films that not a lot of people have seen, and Net, The Last Duel and White Noise. He's not getting awards considerations. It just feels like his best work is getting ignored. He's one of my favorite actors, and he doesn't get enough credit for how good he is. I mean, come on, he's a two-time Oscar nominee and the best actor of his generation. A lot of people wanted him to play Reed Richards. Now is a bad time to join Marvel. What I want him to do is to make a big movie with a great filmmaker like Christopher Nolan, or I would love to see him be a part of Quentin Tarantino's 10th and final film. That's the type of movie I want Adam Driver to be in right now. Driver needs to be in another mainstream movie. He's a movie star and sometimes that's what movie stars need to do. They need to find that balance between good and popular. Driver's next movie is Megaopolis from Francis Ford Coppola who put a lot of his own money into that film. Again, this is another one that's made by a great auteur filmmaker but I'm not sure how many people are going to be interested in this movie. It's going to be interesting. I want to see it, but I'm a cinephile. I love all movies. I don't think this is going to be a movie for the masses, and I feel like Adam Driver needs a movie for the masses that's really good. Alongside Driver and Ferrari is Penelope Cruz, who gives one of the best performances of her career in the film. She plays Laura, Enzo's wife and business partner, who is super savvy, is very big on public perception of the Ferrari name. I just watched Vanilla Sky for the first time, and say what you will about that film, but Penelope Cruz is brilliant in that as well. I find her to be a really subtle performer. Like, I think this role in the hands of another actress, you'd see a lot more overacting. I feel like she just lets the moments happen between her and Adam Driver. Cruz is next going to work on the next film made by director Maggie Gyllenhaal with Christian Bale, Annette Bening, and Jesse Buckley. It's said to be a Bride of Frankenstein remake. I want to defend the performance of Shailene Woodley in this movie. I've heard other critics call out her accent and yeah, it's not great, but she's still good in the movie Ferrari and she brings her usual star qualities. I've always been a fan with The Descendants, with George Clooney, The Spectacular Now with Miles Teller, and The Fault in Our Stars with Ansel Elgort. In the last few years, she's had supporting roles in The Mauritanian with Jodie Foster and Tahar Rahim, The Fallout with Jenna Ortega. In Ferrari, Woodley plays Linda, Enzo's mistress, whom he has a secret child with. 
also in 2023, she had a role in Dumb Money. I don't understand movie critics and fans of movies who get caught up in people's accents in movies. It doesn't bother me whatsoever, and it's interesting to talk about this because Adam Driver is in this movie. He is in the movie Ferrari, and he's doing an Italian accent. He also did an Italian accent in House of Gucci, which I thought was fine. It's not great. I'm not saying he sounds like a real Italian person, but it doesn't take away from his performance. And that's how I feel about Shailene Woodley as well. Is her accent all that good? Absolutely not, but I can tolerate it the same way I tolerated Blake Lively in the town, the same way I tolerate Keanu Reeves in Dracula. They're fine. I'm not saying that their accent work is all of that good, but the accent work is kind of fun and entertaining as well to hear somebody doing a voice that they think is really good and it isn't. I also think that's a fun aspect of movies. They're making a movie here. They're not retelling history. Fun bad accents can also elevate a movie. I love whatever Jared Leto is doing in House of Gucci. I watch that movie and I go, what is going on here? It is pure madness and insanity and it fits that movie so well. So I understand that accents can bother people. I hear it all the time with movies about Boston, bad Boston accents. Get over it. Nobody really cares. And the town is that prime example because it has that Blake Lively accent. I tolerate that accent. I'm not saying it's good. I'm just saying it doesn't detract from that movie whatsoever. And there is no accent in Ferrari that bothers me. I'm fine with whatever Adam Driver is doing, whatever Shailene Woodley is doing. They're fine in the movie. I have my own standards for when I think an, a performance is good or bad, and rarely does an accent have anything to do with that standard. Let's talk about the filmmaker behind Ferrari, Michael Mann. I feel like there is a common quality found in most of the protagonists of his films. He makes movies about people who are obsessed about their jobs and careers. Neil McCauley is obsessed with his next bank heist in Heat. Vincent Hanna is obsessed with catching McCauley. Lowell Bergman in The Insider is obsessed with giving people the truth in the news. Muhammad Ali is, of course, obsessed with being the number one fighter in Ali. Vincent in Collateral is obsessed with his next hit. Melvin Purvis is obsessed with catching John Dillinger in Public Enemies and ends Ferrari is, you guessed it, obsessed with racing. And by most accounts, Michael Mann is obsessed with every single movie he makes, every single detail in the movie. Some have called him a method director. And that really lines up when you look at the list of actors that Michael Mann has worked with. I mean, he works with the most dedicated actors. Daniel Day-Lewis, Christian Bale, Jamie Foxx, Tom Cruise, Russell Crowe, Al Pacino, Robert De Niro. I mean, these are the actors most associated with being quote-unquote method actors and being super intense on set and only caring about the product that they are making. There's no easygoing approach when it comes to a Michael Mann movie, and that's why I think Adam Driver fits that list of actors so well because he himself is so committed to every single movie he's in. I want to talk about the racing scenes in Ferrari because I really thought that those scenes in the movie were shot well and looked realistic and there's one crash that's breathtaking and devastating but as man has stated in recent interviews Ferrari isn't really a movie about racing it's a movie about the look inside a man Enzo Ferrari who lost the son and is dealing with the fallout of his marriage and so 
something I really liked about the movie is the movie does not make it seem like Enzo Ferrari is some heroic figure. He's not a tragic figure as well. The movie doesn't tell you how to feel about the protagonist of the film. And you don't always see that in these kind of biopic movies. A lot of the time you're just told all of the great things that someone did and that makes that person great. No, Ferrari is telling you that Enzo Ferrari was a complicated human being who was dealing with a lot of things personally and business-wise. Box office. Michael Mann is a director who has made hit movies in the past. The Last of the Mohicans made $143 million. Heat, $187 million. Collateral, $220 million. Public Enemies, $216 million. And even the critical failure that was Miami Vice made $164 million at the box office. Ferrari has not fared well. It's made under $40 million and cost $95 million to make. And I wonder, is this about the state of movies that auteur filmmakers and movie stars aren't enough to sell a movie? Or is this about the fact that man's last film, Black Hat, was widely hated and does the name Michael Mann not mean what it once did? You can look at the two biggest movies of 2023 and say that Oppenheimer and Barbie's successes were due to the fact that they were made by Christopher Nolan and Greta Gerwig. So you can say that the director is everything in today's movies, but you could also make the counter argument that those movies are stackpiled with star actor after star actor. I mean, Killian Murphy, Matt Damon, Emily Blunt are all in Oppenheimer. Gary Oldman has one scene in Oppenheimer. Everyone knows the names in Oppenheimer. Barbie has Margot Robbie, Ryan Gosling, America Ferreira, names that we all know. Some of the biggest names are in the film Barbie. Is the success of those films about the directors or the stars or the overall quality of the movies themselves? I think Ferrari is a really good movie, but it has Adam Driver and Penelope Cruz. Those are two big stars, and back in the day, that star power probably would have meant a lot more than it does today. But I also think the name Michael Mann obviously meant way more in the late 90s and the early aughts. When he was making a movie, it was a big deal. I mean, his only other commercial failure other than Black Hat and Ferrari was The Insider, which is one of his best movies, and you can understand why that movie kind of failed at the box office. It was an anti-smoking movie made by Disney. It doesn't cry box office success. It's a really good, well-made movie starring Russell Crowe, who right before was about to be in Gladiator. I mean, if The Insider had come out after Gladiator, I think it would have been a hit. But Russell Crowe wasn't Russell Crowe yet. That was his first Oscar nomination was for The Insider. I also think this movie shows you the problem with franchise filmmaking. So we look at Adam Driver and we go, after Star Wars, this guy is going to be able to make interesting movies and people are going to go and see those movies. Well, that hasn't necessarily been the case. Now, he's done really good work and nobody will defend that work 
more than me. I love every single thing Adam Driver has been, and he has made very few mistakes in my book. And I understand wanting to work with every great filmmaker out there, even if they're making a smaller, more independent movie. And I also thought he was the best part of those Star Wars sequels playing Kylo Ren, but now one can have a real debate about what has Adam Driver actually benefited from being in the Star Wars movies. Yes, he made a ton of money, but what has it actually done positively for his career. I mean, people are not seeing Ferrari because Kylo Ren is in that movie. It's not having that same effect like back in the day it did for Harrison Ford. Now, I know it didn't have that effect for Mark Hamill, but people went and saw Harrison Ford movies. And people got upset a few years ago when Quentin Tarantino was saying that Marvel isn't making movie stars. And I think he ended up being right because nobody has gone on to huge box office success outside of those Marvel movies and now outside of the Star Wars movies. I mean, Chris Hemsworth can't sell a movie on his own that's going to make $200 million. The same goes for Chris Evans. These guys are not movie stars in that old school way of I put Chris Evans in a movie and it's immediately going to make $150 million the same way it did for Will Smith in the 2000s. I mean, if you put Will Smith in anything back then, it was going to be a hit movie. And I feel like we're not having that with Adam Driver, who I do believe is a movie star. No one is more deserving of that movie star title, but the movies that he's starring in are not ending up being hit movies. They're being disasters in some cases. So I guess what I'm left wondering is, is there any actor on their own who can sell a movie anymore? I guess Tom Cruise really is that last guy. Like, we all went to go see Top Gun Maverick because it had Tom Cruise. Adam Driver isn't it. At least he isn't yet. Do I believe there is a scenario where Adam Adam Driver could build towards more movie stardom and be one of those guys who makes hit movie after hit movie. Yes, but I don't think he's interested in that. He's interested in working with Jim Jarmusch and other great auteur filmmakers who maybe are not at the peak of their powers. He's out here working with Michael Mann and Francis Ford Coppola. Ask anyone under the age of 20 who those two people are and they're going to struggle with those names. I, like many others, just don't really understand what movie stardom is in the year 2024? Is it about the other stars in the movie? Is it about the sole movie star? Is it about the filmmaker that sells the movie? I don't know what makes a hit movie. I think on paper Ferrari should be a more successful movie. It's well made. It looks realistic. It's about an interesting subject matter. Ford v. Ferrari was a hit. Why isn't Ferrari more of a hit movie? I don't understand. Adam Driver, he's been in our lives for a while now. He should be a bigger movie star. He's been in the Star Wars movies. He's been in Girls. He's never been in bad movies. Michael Mann has been talking about making Heat 2 that would serve as both a prequel and a sequel to the original film Heat. And now I think there's serious question as to whether or not he's going to be able to make that movie. Now right now the rumors are that that film would star Adam Driver and Austin Butler. And I would want nothing more than that movie to exist. And I do believe Austin Obviously, that movie would be more of a hit than Ferrari, but how big of a hit? Like, could he, too, make 
200 to 300 million dollars at the box office right now i don't know the answer to that because again people under the age of 20 years old don't have that same relationship to michael mann and his movies and they don't have that relationship to heat one of the reasons heat was one of the big movies at the time was because it was the first movie between robert de niro and al pacino there was real hype around that movie that the two biggest movie stars at the time were coming together. Adam Driver and Austin Butler are really good stars. I enjoy watching them. Austin Butler has been brilliant in The Masters of Air, which I'm watching on Apple TV+. But guess what? Him and Driver are nowhere near on that level as Robert De Niro and Al Pacino were in 1995. They were the two biggest stars in the world. They were bigger than movies themselves. Al Pacino and Robert De Niro coming together for one movie. That was the selling point of Heat. I don't think Austin Butler and Adam Driver has that same effect. So I do wonder if this movie will even be made after the box office failure of Ferrari. We are living in a weird time of legacy sequels. We saw the success of Top Gun Maverick. Now Gladiator 2 is happening. Possibly he too. I mean, these were massive, massive movies. Now Top Gun Maverick was a billion dollar endeavor. It was bigger than the first movie. I'm really interested to see what business Gladiator 2 does. I think that movie is going to be a hit. Do I think it's going to be the awards movie that the original Gladiator was? That's TBD. Do I want he to? Absolutely. And I hope that if they make he to, that Al Pacino and Robert De Niro are heavily involved in that movie and that they do appear. Because that's what I want. I want Austin Butler. I want Adam Driver. But I also want De Niro and Pacino. And if you're listening to this podcast and haven't seen the movie Heat, do yourself the absolute favor and watch that film immediately. It's one of the best movies of the 90s. It's insane that it wasn't in the Oscars conversation. It should have been nominated for Best Picture. Pacino and De Niro both should have been nominated for Best Actor. John Voight is brilliant in that movie as well. Val Kilmer probably should have received an Oscar nomination. I love everything about the movie Heat. So yes, absolutely sign me up for Heat 2. I'm just not sure it's ever going to happen. Overall, Ferrari is an example that Michael Mann still has it as a director. That's why I'm kind of confused that the movie hasn't hit the zeitgeist more. I mean, this guy can still make thrilling, exciting movies. Yes, there's a lot of talking. There's also a lot of really exciting racing sequences. And I've heard some of the media say those racing sequences are bad. Give me a break. And most importantly to me, he still knows how to get great performances from star actors. Adam Driver is phenomenal as Enzo Ferrari and should have been more in the Oscars conversation. I understand why he wasn't. For a movie like this to get Oscars attention, it would have had to have been a hit film. And it wasn't. And I really don't understand why why it wasn't. Also, the Ron Tomato score is a bit low for me. It's at like the 70, 72%. This is an 85 and above movie. This is Michael Mann crafting a great story about the life of Enzo Ferrari. If I look at this movie from a big picture point of view, I'm just wondering what's next for Michael Mann. Will he be able to make Heat 2? And what's next for Adam Driver? Is he going to continue to work with the likes of Mann and Francis Ford Coppola? Or is he going to work with some 
newer filmmakers and try to be in a more mainstream film because at some point it feels like they're not going to be making the kinds of movies like Ferrari if they're not going to make money and they're not going to win Oscars. I would absolutely love for Michael Mann's last film to be Heat 2. I think it needs to happen, but I worry that it's not going to. Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney, and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I highly recommend you check out the movie Ferrari. Next week on the podcast, I'm talking about the movie American Fiction starring Jeffrey Wright and Sterling K. Brown. So tune into that and please rate, review, and subscribe. (laughs) 